about the firing of Rodrigo Blankenship as the kicker of the Colts. We'll talk about it. Really, really kind of sad. I hope Rod had already been told before this happened. We'll talk about it. Uh, there are three truths, hard truths, about the firing of Rodrigo Blankenship. And we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about Matt Ryan and stuff that's got to be cleaned up by Matt Ryan. He's not going to be fired like Rodrigo Blankenship was. People talk about Carson Wentz being a scapegoat. Rodrigo Blankenship, a little bit of a scapegoat. All right? There's no question about that. The Colts now number 16 in the ESPN power rankings. They're number 14 on CBS. None of that means a damn thing. We know that. Um, Tennessee... Houston, Jacksonville, all ranked beneath the Colts. Of course they are. The Colts favored over the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. By the way, the Colts have signed another two kickers. God, you know what? Uh, who, the Aflac people who ensure you in case you get fired or whatever, those people are not going to write policies for Chase McLaughlin or the other guy from Arizona. Who, who just got signed today by the Colts. How long do you think those cats are going to last? Wait till I share the statistics for Chase McLaughlin. And uh, i got to look up the guy's name. Lucas Haversick. These two guys, their numbers do not inspire confidence. We'll just leave it at that. We'll get more specific as we go. Uh, hey, some amount of culpability has got to be borne by the defensive line and the offensive line of the Colts. This team was built from the inside out. We know that. We've been told this. And one thing that is really missing from the Indianapolis Colts, I think, is honesty. I'd like a little bit of honesty from the coaching staff and from the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. Chris Ballard used to bring a little bit of honesty. Now what he brings is attitude. Now he brings you this. You know what, you guys sit out there and you pontificate and you tell us what to end and nobody tells you you were wrong when you're wrong six months from now. You know what? It it's your job to be right. It's our job to report and speculate. It's your job to tell us the truth so we know a little bit about what the hell we're talking about. So how about being honest with us? Can we do that? This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR. At BUSR, you're going to have nothing but fun. And listen to this. You deposit 1000 bucks first time, they're going to match it. And $1,000 worth of free play. Last night, I used some of my free play to go get a win on the money line as the Seahawks held against Denver. That kick went wide left. Thankfully, the Broncos did not win, and I'm a winner. Broncos lose and I win. That's the way we like it. I didn't think Pete Carroll was going to lose to Russell Wilson. Not in Seattle. No, sir. Uh, and I want to talk about this inside-outside build, too, at any rate. Uh, BUSR.ag, the link is at the bottom of the description. Go there. Enjoy yourself. You deposit $100 or more, you get $25 in free chips at the casino. You cannot beat that, right? And they're giving away $20 repeatedly over the next week or so for people who sign up. So sign up and, and get your money, get your chips, get your free play. Have a great time. All right, let's talk about sports, shall we? Let's talk about the Colts. Uh, 
so today, Bubba Ventrone is talking about special teams. And Bubba Ventrone is asked by Zach Kiefer about Blankenship. He began by saying, Rod was, Rod has been, look, don't start in the past tense. What are you doing unless Rod's already passed, Rod's already passed or packed a bag, right? You can't do that. Rod was, oh, Rod has been, no, no, no. What's going on over there, for God's sake? Uh, at any rate, Rodrigo Blankenship, ta-ta, he's out. And, and there are three truths about this firing. Number one, if, Rodri if Rigoberto Sanchez doesn't get hurt, if he doesn't tear his Achilles, I think Rod is still there. Because that hold might have been a skosh off on Sunday afternoon in overtime. And if Rigoberto is still active, Rigoberto is handling the kickoffs and Rigoberto isn't kicking the ball out of bounds. What cost uh, Rodrigo Blankenship were the two kickoffs out of bounds. You can't have two kickoffs go out of bounds. You got 53 and a third yards. 53 yards and a foot, that's 160 feet wide. It's like missing a fairway at St. Andrews, missing the field, get a kickoff out of bounds, that is, that's malpractice for a kicker, and you can't have it. That would not have happened had Sanchez still, be, uh, still been active. All right, second truth. If a coach and GM can't trust a kicker, he needs to go. And Reich and Ballard could not trust uh, Roberto Blankenship. That's the way it is. Like, did, how did you feel? Look, we may just be a bunch of local yokels watching football, but your gut doesn't lie to you any more than my gut lies to me. Any more than Reich's gut lies to him or Ballard's gut lies to him. Do you think Ballard down in Houston felt real confident about Roberto and that 42-yard field goal? There is no chance whatsoever that he felt any confidence at all, any more than we did. And did you want to watch? When Vinatieri was kind of winding down, did you want to look? I mean, I just covered my eyes up in the press box. I didn't want to see Adam kick anymore. I had no faith that the ball was going through the uprights, and I know he's a great dude and a great kicker, right? So you didn't want to see it, and you didn't want to see it for this guy because you knew he was going to get fired. There's no way a guy that, with the specs and, and the, the Legos and all of that stuff, Look, the first sign of trouble, that guy's getting shot, right? You don't keep that guy on. That guy, you know, you're looking for somebody who evokes an air of confidence and a, an air of self-assuredness. Rodrigo Blankenship might have been the most self-assured guy in the history of football, but he didn't look it. He looked like anything but that. He looked and talked like kind of an odd guy. Odd guys on a football roster even kickers. You miss, you're gone. And he is gone. The third truth might be the most important. With this cut, the Colts lose a fireable blame target. You can shoot Rodrigo Blankenship, justify it, and you cause no tumult whatsoever on your roster. Those guys are going on. This isn't even a speed bump for them. That guy's goners. He's packed a bag. He's out of the building. Chase McLaughlin and this other guy from Arizona are in, and they're going to choose which guy does what on, on Sunday. One of them's going to be up. One of them's going to be down. 
But uh, Roberto gone, that is utterly meaningless to the rest of the roster. Now, if you start holding guys accountable like Braden Smith for his level of play, right? Yikes. That causes problems within the locker room, and it causes problems in the uh, offensive line room. Spirit Walk says watching Blankenship trot out for a field goal is like watching Shaquille O'Neal go to the foul line. Right. It is like shooting. And we were talking about that, how it, you know what, there's some three-point shooters, you watch them shooting, you're like, like Clay Thompson. I don't care, what is he, a 43% shooter, 46? And and other guys are 36. Miles Turner's, what, a 35% shooter? That's not that much. It's a difference of one make every nine attempts. But when Miles Turner lets it go, you're not saying buckets. You know, you're saying, oh, jeez. With, uh... With Thompson, with Clay, you know, as soon as he goes up to shoot, you're like, buckets! Bam! You know, if you're rooting for the Warriors, right? With with Roberto, is never like, ah, this is in the bag. You know, with Vinatieri, it was, hey, hey, this is in the bag. Let's go. Thank you for the donation, Robert. I appreciate it. All right, hey, we're thinking about instituting a membership tier on this channel. I don't know. I'm still reading. I'm still researching. We'll let you know. Anyway... Uh, Havrasek, the new kicker, he hit 64.2% in his five years at Arizona, 7-13 for 50-plus. You're a 64.2% guy. At least Blankenship in his career with the Colts was 83.3%, right? This guy's 64. Wow. You better hire the right guy, Chris. You better have the right dude in there. There's going to be hell to pay, brother. Chase McLaughlin, how about this? He's hit 75.5%. Uh, he, it, uh, although, you know what, he's done pretty well uh, from beyond 50, uh, with the co- 8 of 9 from 50, but between 40 and 49, 10 of 21. Less than half. What? This is this is a, a an upgrade from Roberto? You better hope it is. You're rolling the dice. Because you can't just keep firing kickers all day. You can't every week say, well, we ran through another one. This guy couldn't kick either. So we're bringing in this guy. He kicked at Ball State two years ago. We're going to see if he can get it through the uprights. And then we got another guy back here. He's in a parking lot. He kicked at Temple. You know, he is a high school wrestler. And he went to Temple when uh, Appalachian State kicked him off the team. And, and so he's been there, and we're going to see if he can kick a little bit. Stop. Yo, know, this guy is the hacky sack champion of the universe. He's got such control with his feet, you can't believe it. There's always got to be a backstory with these guys, right? Anyway, McLaughlin with the Colts after Vinny. Chase McLaughlin was the guy who replaced Vinny. He was 5 of 6 in field goals, 11 of 11 with extra points, 2 of 2 from 50 plus. But over the last three years, he's kicked for six teams. <laughs> that means he's been fired a few times, including by the Colts, right? The Colts didn't keep him. Colts replaced him. Doink! What are we doing? I want honesty from these people. I'm tired of it. Marcus Brady today, uh, talking about Braden Smith. A- anytime people ask themselves rhetorical questions, you know you're going to get a bunch of nonsense. Am I saying that Braden Smith played his best game on Sunday? No, I'm not. 
but he knows that. Uh, Braden is a freaking good football player. He's a great offensive lineman, great right tackle. You know what? He wasn't on Sunday. And there better be some urgency attached to these guys as they go down to Jacksonville and play. Because you come back from that one, oh one and one with the Chiefs coming to town and the Titans coming to town, and you got problems, baby, with a capital P-R-O-B-L-E-M-S. Problems. Plural. Building from the inside out. It sounds great. But what it leaves you with is not so much on the outside. you got Michael Pittman Jr., and you got Jonathan Taylor, and you got really nothing else in terms of offensive weapons that put the fear of God into anybody, right? You think people are game-planning for Paris Campbell? You think that people are game-planning for Ashton Doolin, other than special teams, or Mike Strawn? You think the, those are not what Rick Venturi calls ambient players? They keep uh, an opposing coordinator up at night, and they need Ambien to get to sleep. No, that's not what they are. Naheem Hines isn't even an Ambien player. You don't. You got two guys who who can do real damage offensively, and other than that, you got a really expensive offensive line, and you got a really expensive defensive line, and those guys better they better haul the mail for your ass, or it's going to be trouble. And in not telling us the truth, not saying, look, Braden Smith did not play well Sunday. And that is going to change this week. Everybody's job is on the line. We're 0-0-1 after playing the Houston Texans. And if we don't play better than that this week, there are going to be changes, fundamental changes in how this team operates and who's out there on the field. If these guys don't want jobs, they're doing a great job of proving it. I want to hear that from a coach. I want to hear that from a general manager. That makes me feel better about how this team operates. And it makes me feel not so insulted by the way coaches treat the media and GMs treat the media. And, look, this is where it's important. That's the way they're treating you. How they treat the media, what's the media do? What is the media's function? The media's function is to communicate with you and make it more interesting and make you better informed about the team. And if they don't give us good information, if they just pass off nonsense to us, you get nonsense and then trust erodes surrounding the entire franchise. And why would there be trust for this franchise at this point anyway? All we hear about, I mean, my God, Friday night, you would have thought that the Colts won a Super Bowl. All we needed was the Lombardi trophy out there on that stage. With, with the captains up there and Frank Reich getting the fans all hyped into a frenzy, DeForest Buckner did a little bit better a job of that than Frank Reich. But what are you doing? It's a preseason Super Bowl celebration. The Super Bowl's in February. Bring bring Kenny Aronoff and, and Mike Mills and, and John Hyatt and Ann Wilson, John Mellencamp and Buddy Guy. Bring them all, Kenny Wayne Shepard. Bring them all back in February after you've done something, for God's sake. Why is it every year we are, there's a championship operation and there is urgency here and we're in win-now mode? Really? Win-win. Not openers, not since 2013, and you haven't won a damn thing in Jacksonville since 2014. So stop talking and start playing and let's go. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning. I can't wait to talk to you then. Optimism Wednesday. 
It'll be a kinder, gentler version, a positive version of what of what's going on. Yeah, I'm more jacked up than Frank. How can you be less jacked up than Frank? For God's sake, bring some passion to your job for the